What is up, everybody? And welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them on the right of the week in a few moments here. But before we do any of that, let's dive right into this conversation with a question. What unit concerns you the most in this game? The Cowboys will face the Colts on Sunday night football. The Cowboys are heavy favorites entering the matchup. They're seen as uh, 10.5 point favorites at the moment. And the game is expected to be somewhat of a low-scoring affair. So I ask you, what unit concerns you the most in this game? Now, you can be broad and, and say maybe the offense, the defense. You can go with a specific player, with a specific position group. Let me know in the chat what that answer is for you. And we'll get into my answer as well. And also... We'll get into the major advantage that the Cowboys hold right now over the Colts following the latest news around this game. Here we go. Talk success. Kellen Moore is my number one concern. Six goes with Jonathan Taylor. Holly goes with the defense. Run defense for Peter. Bruce says the secondary of the Colts. And I would have gone. Here's my answer. I would have gone with the Colts defense. I, I am a, I think that is the one unit that could really turn the game upside down on Sunday night. I talked about the Colts offense on Wednesday night, and my take on it was there's really nothing to be afraid of. I know that Jonathan Taylor is good and everything, but I will say that they're still one of the bottom rush offenses in the NFL. They cannot throw the football down the field. And overall, I'm not scared about the Colts offense. That might sound a little bit disrespectful, not the intention. I just think that the Cowboys hold an edge in every sense of that matchup heading into Sunday night. And we touched on this in depth last night. Today, I wanted to look at the other side of the game more than anything because the Colts do have a decent defense. It's the 13th best in the NFL, according to DBOA per Football Outsiders. And we got to give some respect to defensive coordinator Gus Bradley. By the way, this will be a Legion of Boom reunion for Dan Quinn and Gus Bradley. They will meet in this game as opposing defensive coordinators. But Gus Bradley is no longer a cover tree or die head coach. And I've been very critical of Gus Bradley over the last couple of years because it, se it seemed that as if he was not willing to adapt. And the perfect example was the fact that he kept playing the same defense versus the Chiefs last year, even though it didn't work at all. Uh, he didn't adapt these two high looks defenses that the NFL has put at the forefront or anything like that. But now he's done that. I think that the Colts defense, one thing that pops at you when watching them play is that they're mixing up their coverages. They're doing different stuff. And he's got the personnel as well. He's got a very talented defensive line. We will talk about that as well on tonight's episode of ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. 
but also he does have a talented secondary, as Bruce said in the chat. However, they will be missing one of their best players on Sunday night, and that would be Kenny Moore. And that is a big loss for the Colts, and it really shows what the Cowboys' advantage could be in this game. Because Kenny Moore plays in the slot. He is the nickel cornerback for Indianapolis. And without him, I think it really opens up things for the Cowboys, and more specifically for C.D. Lamb. I would say that C.D. Lamb in the slot versus a backup cornerback instead of Kenny Moore is a mismatch in favor of Dallas. And the Colts have not ruled Kenny Moore out officially. In the injury report, he still appears as unspecified. But, but Zach Kiefer from The Athletic reported that he will be out on Sunday and that he could miss multiple weeks as well after that. So the expectation is for Kenny Moore to not be on the field on Sunday versus the Cowboys. The Cowboys offense has tried to put CeeDee Lamb more and more in the slot. So don't be surprised if we see CD in there in about 70% of his pass plays or something like that. I think Dallas will try to exploit that matchup as much as they can, specifically because on the outside, the Colts have Stefan Gilmore. And Stefan Gilmore is still quite a it's, it's a good cornerback. He will probably spend most of the time on Michael Gallup, I would say, because he is usually the cornerback to the isolated side of things. He's the one that the Colts want to have in one-on-one -on -one situations. So I would expect Stephon Gilmore to play a lot versus Michael Gallup. But if the Cowboys are smart about things, they might get CeeDee Lamb against a backup corner a lot in the slot, which is where he is the most dangerous at. We've seen that in a lot of different ways so far. So I think the fact that he is already essentially ruled out is huge for the Dallas Cowboys moving forward and getting into this game. That's actually my biggest X factor of the game. Let's see what you have, what you guys have to say about this. Uh, Toxic says, Mo, why are you wearing a shirt with the Colts colors? No, 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 no. This is not the Colts color. This is just a blue shirt. I will give you that it's not exactly the Cowboys shade of blue, but it's also not the Colts shade of blue so uh not today toxic not today i've been careful about what i wear since i almost got killed when i were what was it some commander's colors and then it happened in like back-to-back -back weeks since then it's not happened uh this is a blue that it's maybe somewhere in between so we are more than okay in that aspect shout out to toxic uh let's see here gilbert says i have prime video and the games are clear uh, maybe some people were asking about the, the Thursday night football broadcast. Big game tonight. I've been enjoying it a lot. Colts, not a team we have to worry about. This is Octavio. Mostly agree. But that is, a, that is a good defense right there from the Colts, though. That is the one area that I could be a little bit concerned about. Shout out to Mr. Nick. ADZ Sports member, uh, shout out to Nick. He says, stepping away from the Patriots game to say, what's up, Mal? Shout out to Nick. Thank you for joining uh, the show. Appreciate you. And for those of you who enjoy Sky's show and my show, uh, believe me, Nick is a huge, huge, huge part of the equation in ADZ Sports, and I appreciate him 
even if he's a little bit more behind the scenes. Shout out to Nick. This wouldn't be possible without him. Anyways, who is your X factor in this game? Let's keep talking about the Colts defense here for a moment and the Cowboys offense. Who do you think is the X factor in this matchup? You can go be as specific again as much as you want here. I think that one of the X factors once more has to be targeting CD Lamp in the slot. I think that he could really provide the Cowboys something that is tough to come by against the, the Colts because Indianapolis is top 10 in the NFL in explosive plays allowed. They don't allow, they're well coached. Gus Bradley has been doing a very good job with the Colts. The Cowboys offense, if they're what we want them to be, should be able to have success though. Because at the end of the day, they're 22nd in the red zone. They are average in pressure rate, although they don't blitz that much. Once more, this is a Gus Bradley defense, so you won't see a lot of pressure packages. Gus Bradley will try to get home with just four guys, so they're about average in that aspect. We'll talk about some matchups there because uh, that's a good defensive line. Let's see. Who's your X factor? Damon Clark says six to midnight. Bruce goes with the four horsemen, the tight ends. Ezekiel Elliott says Holly. Ironically, Kellen Moore in his game plan says Toxic Tom. I like that answer. I like that answer because I agree. The Cowboys have somewhat of a dilemma here. Do you try to be aggressive right out of the uh, of the bat, starting the game? Are you throwing the football aggressively? Or do you want to establish the run against a defense that is top five in yards per carry allowed? They are a good run defense. They have a strong defensive line. They allow under four yards per carry. And hey, not only that, they do have some players that can pass rush. Because they've got Janik Nwake. They've got DeForest Buckner in, on the inside. And those players are pretty productive. Janik has 36 pressures, to put it into perspective. Demarcus Lawrence has 37. And the Forrest Buckner, as an inside defensive lineman, has 33 pressures himself. And they also stop the run. So when I think about this game, I say, okay, number one, we already said it, throw the ball to CeeDee Lamb in the slot. By the way, CeeDee Lamb has the third most targets from the slot in the entire NFL. And then number two, to me, the key is also force Indianapolis out of heavy boxes on early downs because that's why Gus Bradley loves to play a lot of single high defense. He wants to have a lot of guys in the box to stop the run and it yields results for him, but it also leaves him a little bit vulnerable in the back end, especially when you don't have your starting nickel cornerback. Now, not only is Stefan Gilmore good on the outside, they also have Isaiah Rodgers, who has been a bright spot for them. So whatever the Cowboys try to find in the outside might be a little bit tougher to come by than what they look for on the inside. I think this is a game in which the Cowboys want to attack the middle of the field as much as possible, which is a little bit different maybe from last week when the Cowboys were facing a team that was missing its top two outside corners in the Giants, right? So 
I think that you have to force Indianapolis out of those heavy boxes. I think this is not about establishing the run and sticking to it and then having that open up the pass. I think it's the other way around. I think it's throw the football against these Colts defense a lot, hit those easy buttons with CD Lamp inside, and then run the football. When they start trying to limit those explosives, when they start getting people out of the box, then run the football with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. I think that will be a huge aspect of this game. And they will be they will be benefited though. They will benefit from the from the defense. I think that the Cowboys defense will have, I don't want to say field day because I don't want to jinx it or anything. But once more, I don't think that I'm scared at all about Matt Ryan's offense. Crazy to me, by the way that the Colts are among the teams that use the least play action. And I thought that it was, I was flabbergasted at that stat. They're, they're 28th in the NFL in play action rate. Couldn't believe it because Matt Ryan was a play action quarterback. When he was at his best, he was always a play action QB. That's why he worked so well with Kyle Shanahan in that time with the Falcons. And then for some reason, uh, Frank Reich at first, and then now Jeff Saturday. Uh, they're not having him run the play action, and I think that's impressive. I, I, I would have thought that Atlanta was doing more of that. El Pipi de Pau, for sure, I can get into that in a few moments here. Let me finish this part of the show, though, and then I'll get back to this, what the Dalton Schultz and Tony Pollard were on their neck. Interesting story there for sure. But anyways, anyways, that will set that up, says Glenn, talking about, you know, throwing the football and then the run. Holly says establish the run, but also put some throwing on, non-throwing downs mixed in there. Sugar Daddy goes with Tyler Smith as his X factor. And I love it because I also have him uh, here in my notes. It's a tough matchup for, for the Cowboys offensive line. They have to survive that defensive four from the Colts. Specifically, I talked about Janik. I talked about uh, Bogner. Janik specifically, number 91, will be a guy to watch on Sunday night. He will be going up against Tyler Smith frequently. And I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but the noise has been starting to get a little bit louder and louder and louder when it comes to Tyler Smith, there's been even a Twitter thread put together in which they outline, it was Bill Barnwell from ESPN, they outline how Tyler Smith might be relying in holding defensive linemen a little bit in order to get away with some of the pass pro snaps. And I don't mean this as hate on Tyler Smith or anything like that. But there is some truth to that. What defenses have tried to put Tyler Smith in tough spots when it comes to pass pro stuff. And Tyler, let's just say he has not been the most consistent lineman out there. He has not been bad. He has not been mediocre or anything like that. But he is getting away with some stuff here and there. He is being a little bit aggressive with his hand usage. Some of these plays do appear to be a, a holdings that are not called a lot of the time. And hey, that's every good offensive lineman holds a lot. Uh, we just don't notice it a lot of the time. And the refs don't call it a lot of the time. But 
that could be an issue moving forward. And I think that is one of the biggest reasons why we talk about how upon Tyron Smith's return, you probably want him taking over at left tackle. So Yannick versus Tyron, Tyler will be a matchup that could really change the game. Bruce says Tyler might be nearing the rookie wall, to be honest. I don't know if he will be reaching that rookie wall or not, but I do think that since the Cowboys are winning, maybe we are overlooking the fact that Tyler has not been ideal at left tackle. And that's okay. He was not supposed to be the starting left tackle of the Dallas Cowboys in 2022, but still something to monitor, something to keep a close eye on. Let's see what happens moving forward. I do think that it's Tyron Smith's job as soon as he gets back. But hey, Janik versus Tyler, one of the premium matchups on this one, I would say. One of those that you want to be looking at the entire game. And I would say that maybe the Cowboys kind of tie everything together and get rid of the football quickly, targeting, of course, uh, C.D. Lamp. Another guy that the Cowboys should really watch out for. And by the way, Dak Prescott is the 18th most pressured quarterback in the NFL. That is a good number. 18th in the league? I will take that any day of the week. That being said, Bobby Okariki, the linebacker, player to watch as well, especially in pass coverage. He can match up with running backs. Uh, so if the Cowboys want to get some passes thrown, Tony Pollard's way, expect Okariki to be a factor. The same for tight ends. He is quite impressive as a coverage linebacker. And not only in underneath zones, like he can really match up with you and get downfield and play man-to-man -man coverage against your tight ends and even running backs. Uh, shout out to that matchup because I think uh, Cowboys tight ends versus Okariki and the Colts linebackers will be tough, uh, will be a matchup to watch. So yeah, Colts defense is good. Octavio says the factor for the Cowboys is that they need to be careful with the holdings. I agree. The Cowboys penalties have killed them all season long. So let's hope we don't see any of that. <laughs> Toxic says that Tolbert hit the rookie wall. Probably, probably did so. Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> not, not in 2023 though. You nailed it. Our tight ends is Glenn. Yeah, tight ends will be huge. I wonder if the Cowboys want to go super heavy on the Colts defense with uh, 13 personnel looks or four tight end looks in the in the red zone, or if they want to spread them out a little bit more uh, than they would want to spread out, for example, the Giants the week before, right? Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, moving on a little bit here. Uh, El Pipiri Pau had, a, had an interesting question here. He said, Mo, I saw you had a post about the neck thing that Pollard has been using during the game. Could you talk a bit about that? For those of you who have not noticed it, Dalton Schultz and Tony Pollard, and I honestly don't know if any other Dallas Cowboy, were a little bit of a kind of a collar in their neck during the games, and it's kind of like a tight collar. And I stumbled upon an article that really talked about it and it was written by Brett McMurphy who has been a college football reporter for a long time and this is called a cue collar 
and it's used to reduce concussions. It's approved by the by the FDA. Over 20 NFL players use it. So in case, like, if you notice that in a game, uh, for you to know what it is, it is called a cue collar. And I want to find the quote here to let you know exactly what it's all about. The full article is over at Action Network. You can check it out there. But the cue collar, and I want to I read you exactly what it is all about. It says here, and I will read you exactly what it says. Uh, how does the cue collar work? The band, which is made with similar material as a Fitbit, wraps around the back of the neck and places about 1.2 pounds of pressure on the internal jugular vein, which carries oxygen-free blood from the brain back to the heart. This increases the blood volume in the skull, providing extra cushion and an airbag effect for the brain against the skull during any impact against or to the head. And the quote from the chief medical advisor for Q-Terry says, just putting a little bit of a kink in the hose of the jugular vein or collar is enough to place a teaspoon or two more blood in the brain. And that seems to be sort of like a bubble grab or it limits the brain or it limits the brain's ability to move. So kind of a fun fact for you. I thought that it was a cool piece of information. When you watch the Cowboys on Sunday night, check out Dalton Schultz, check out Tony Pollard. They do wear that thing. Over 20 NFL players wear it right now. And if it, I mean, it's approved by the FDA, so I guess that it works. I, that, that would be my assumption. And if it does, and this could be something that really picks up over the next one or two years and then suddenly just like every player wears a helmet and a and a shoulder pad one would assume that every player will have a cue collar from now on because they're trying to get rid of those concussions interesting says bruce i've wondered what those are yeah me too me too and i've had that i i, I swear to god i know many people will be like me in this aspect i open up an article in my phone, and then I just leave that tab in there forever. And I say, oh, yeah, I'll read it later. And then I don't. Never do. Maybe one out of ten times. And then I came across a picture in which Dalton Scholes clearly had that acute caller, and I reminded myself to read it. I did, and I found that, and I shared that in my uh, Cowboys in Spanish Facebook page. <laughs> and it kind of took off because I think that people had been wondering about that as, as well. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, moving on a little bit here. We've talked about it all. We've talked about the Cowboys offense against the Colts defense, vice versa. Let's get into the prediction. Let's get into what we think will happen in this game. And that includes the best bet of the weekend. It's a tough one. The Cowboys opened as nine-point favorites, fired up to 11-point favorites, now we're settling at 10.5, and the over-under is at 44 right now. It's a tough game to bet. You know, 10 points and a half, those are a lot of points. Last weekend, I wanted to give the Cowboys minus nine, decided against it. No, minus eight, decided against it because I, I, and I said it here on the show. You know what? 
I'm a little bit afraid of the backdoor cover. I think that the Giants can come back with a late drive, score a garbage time touchdown, and end up covering the spread. That's exactly what happened last Thursday night. So I feel I feel similarly today. So I don't want to fall in that trap. I don't want to take the Cowboys spread. But also, I, I just do not see enough from the Colts to take the points either. Now, I don't like the Cowboys team total over-under this time around. So I want to stick to the, to the game over-under. Holly says, Mo, you won me 1,000 with that Cowboys over last week. Hey, Holly, um, hey, that feels great. Congratulations. Hopefully, I don't lose them this time around. I'm not going to take the Colts. Kind of want to take the Colts. Kind of want to be the contrarian because it feels to me like everyone and their mother will bet the Cowboys after the Cowboys uh, beat the Giants, have a long week, and the Colts are coming in in a short week. Everybody feels like, it will be an absolute blowout by Dallas. I'm going to give an under. I'm going to give the game under for this one. Under 44 and a half. That's on the right side of 43. You've always heard me talk about this. Uh, I love using 43 as a key number because that's one of the most common outcomes in NFL games. So give me the under. Let's try to keep this going. Uh, this feels to me like a low-scoring affair. Because the Colts defense is good and, well, the, the Colts offense cannot do anything. So I think Indianapolis might be held under 14 points, to be honest, in this game. The question is, can Dallas explode? And even if they do, kind of feel protected with the Colts offense and the way that they have played recently. That Pittsburgh Steelers game, if you saw it, was not pretty for the Colts offense. And I think the Cowboys defense is better. And not only that, seven of those points that the Colts scored against the Steelers were mostly a product of a great kickoff return to start the second half. I think that the Cowboys special teams have been pretty decent all season long. I don't see anything like that impacting the game. I will go with the, with the under 44 and a half for this one. And then to close out the show, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. You know what time it is. Drop your final score prediction in the chat. Some of you are already doing it. Drop your final score prediction in the chat while you do that. And before I tell you mine, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. Because the ride of the week, ladies and gentlemen, is the 2023 Mazda CX-30 Premium. It starts at $32,130. It's got all-wheel drive. It's got a sunroof. If you want comfort, it's got leather, power, heated, memory foam seating. If you want safety, it's got side impact airbags. And if you just want to jam, it's got premium audio system with a miles per gallon capacity of 24. When you are in the city, that goes up to 31 when you are in the highway. So make sure you check out the 2023 Mazda CX-30 Premium over at FreemanMazda.net, a family-owned business for over 65 years. And of course, remember that when you choose Freeman Mazda, you are choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. Once again, that is FreemanMazda.net. Let's see some of your score predictions here. 27 to 17, it's toxic. I like that. 
I like that. Rita says, always nervous when Dallas comes off of a bye or a long time off. Dallas 20, Colts 17. Close game, says Rita on Sunday night. And hey, I agree with that. And listen, teams on a short rest versus teams in a long rest situation are more likely to cover the betting spread. So maybe that doesn't tell you what will happen in the game, but it does tell you that that is something that betting markets overvalue. So we might be in for a closer game than we expect. 31 to 17 says uh, Donna. Cowboys 34 to 10 says Mando. 42 to 13 for Joey. We've got six going with 27 18 for the Cowboys. 23 20 says Glenn. Riding the over under. Charlie says Dallas wins big by 20 at least, says Charlie. Uh, so a lot of, of good vibes in there. 30 to 13 says Bruce. 24 20 Indy says Toxic. Oh, wait. 20, uh, know, toxic, I thought was, I, I think was kidding with the first one. 27 to 16 says Holly. My one Mo prediction is Cowboys 28, Colts 10. I really have a big feeling that the Cowboys defense absolutely thrives on this one. It, I, I have that feeling, man. Matt Ryan, four sacks, three of those by Micah Parsons, included in my one more prediction. That would be a career high for number 11. Think that he can have a very big game against Bernard Rayman. Give me the Cowboys, 28 to 10. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I say goodbye. Hope that you enjoy your weekend. Hope that you enjoy the game. I will not see you on Sunday night. Because Matt Ryan might be killed, Mo, says Toxic Tom. Hey, he will not have a fun time. I, I will tell you that. There were several instances versus the Steelers that Matt Ryan was also the one responsible for many of these pressures. He does not look comfortable in that pocket. And I cannot blame him because the Colts offensive line has not been great the entire season. So... I cannot blame him for seeing ghosts here and there. Give me the Cowboys. Give me the under in the betting world. Let's see if we can get to 10 and 1. If we get to 10 and 1, that will be crazy. That being said, I was going to say I won't see you on Sunday night because it is a primetime game. That means that you get Jesse Holly and Skywalker still doing the game day show with you pregame, halftime, and postgame. However, I will see you on. Monday night at 8 p.m. Central. Mo, what quarter do you think Ryan gets benched, says Bruce. <laughs> that would be funny. That would be funny. I don't think that Jeff Saturday does that. I don't know if you guys saw the ending of Monday Night Football. I wouldn't blame you if you didn't because that was Colts versus Steelers. And I know a lot of people said, you know what? I'm not watching that. But for those of you who, who did see it, Jeff Saturday had his welcome to the NFL moment at the end of that game. There's no reason to not call a timeout in that situation. Less than two minutes in the clock. The clock is winding down. There were about, I really don't remember how much time was in the clock exactly. 
but the Colts wasted like 80% of the seconds that remained in the clock as they tried to put the ball in the end zone to at least tie the ball game. Not only were they winding the clock down, they were trying to set up a surprise run against the Steelers' defense, and then Alex Highsmith completely sniffs out the play and essentially says post-game, uh, the Steelers linebacker who made a tackle for a loss essentially says, oh yeah, I knew exactly what was coming because of the formation and where the tight end was. That was a rough, rough moment for Jeff Saturday and the Colts. He admitted it himself. He said, yep, I, I messed up. <laughs> Anyways, that is to say that I do think that a hidden mismatch in this game is the Cowboys coaching staff against the Colts coaching staff. I know that we have complaints about McCarthy and about Kellen Moore. This staff is starting to look like a little bit of a, you know, strength for the Cowboys moving forward. By the way, Michael McCarthy has broken into the top five in the coach of the year odds. And that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. I wouldn't make him my favorite or anything like that, but hear me out. Nick Sirianni is the favorite to win coach of the year. He kind of needs to win the NFC East to stick to that award. And if the Cowboys suddenly take over the division and then they're number one in the NFC, ladies and gentlemen, Mike McCarthy might be your coach of the year. Get ready for that. We, we, we talked about this mid-season. Mid-season, we talked about this potentially happening at that time, he was about uh, ninth or 10th in the odds. He is now in the top five. Let's see what happens. Ladies and gentlemen, do me a big, big favor, please, before we get out of here and head into the weekend. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the like button. That is the biggest thing that you can do to help out the show. Every like puts this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. Thank you to you for choosing to listen to ADC Sports Dallas Prime Time. Shout out to to Holly, shout out to Dano, shout out to Bruce, Toxic. We've got Sugar Daddy Williams as well, Russell, saying probably another Lions game, I think. That could be fun. Bruce says, also tell Lumen to have his Titans get their stuff together for this weekend. Hey, I will tell Lumen, I will tell my bosses over at ADZ Sports Nashville because this weekend, we are Titans fans as well. Fun game. I've, I've got, I picked the Titans to win that one in my, in my pick them. I picked the Titans. Let's see if it happens. Let's see if, if they get the upset. I really believe they can get it because the Colts kind of suck. The, the Eagles kind of suck, excuse me, stopping the run specifically. And the, the Titans will test them. They will. Anyways, this time for real, I will let you be. Uh, shout out to all of you. Do me a favor and also check out FreemanMazda.net. Check out the ride of the week. And do yourself that favor as well. Anyways, have a fun weekend. Bye-bye. Nos vemos el lunes. Tengan un buen fin de semana. Adios.